This is Earth Tribe Radio. Hey, Jill. Hi, Fiona. Beautiful day today. Isn't it lovely? We got sunshine. We got sunshine. (laughs) So, some of the tools that you and I have experience in using, I think, would be really good to have a conversation about, maybe do a, a series, and that is on death and dying. Yes, and dying gracefully because we've spoken, both of us have helped people through the death process. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've even talked about creating a a course for people to be death doulas, which somebody else is already doing now. (laughs) But um, that uh, because dying is, it's so important to have people around us when we're dying that will support us in moving through. Yes. Don't, don't you find that quite often, and it's totally understandable, the people who are around people when they're dying are trying to hold them back. And it makes it very painful for the people then to pass through. Yeah, we have, you know, that's why this is a huge topic and there's, mm. there are so many maybe subtopic aspects to it. Um one of the tools that I'd love to explore is, for example, if someone that you love or you're close to is whether it's a friend or a family member, and they are in that process of dying, how do we, as the people who love them, make this a really loving, extraordinary experience, not only f- for them, but it's a gift to us? Absolutely. And, and, you know, we've both experienced the beauty of death when Mm -hmm. people die. And I think, uh, not being around it, but I've experienced people talking about painful deaths. Mm -hmm. And, And I think that we can make it beautiful like a birth... Yeah. Or And just as some births can be awful too. Death can be beautiful or awful. Yeah. And so I think the tools that we could offer. I I, I think it's one of the most beautiful things anybody, uh, a a gift that anybody can give is to be with someone towards that shift and that change, their death process. Um, I've done it where I have been with somebody six, for six months preparing them Mm. up to, or a year in the case of um, my sister. Um, and I've also been called in at the last minute to someone who is in high distress and dying mm. and absolutely brought them into that beautiful moment. So this is something that is so that everybody can do. Absolutely. It isn't that you have to be born to do it, although if you're born to needing to do that, that's wonderful, but Everybody can do this. Mm. Um, And then another part of this whole series on death, um, it would be really nice to explore and give some tools about how when we know that on a personal level that we are in that transition ourselves, how do we deal with this so um, it doesn't cause upsets and family fears and arguments and who should do what and how. It's all the things about how we take care of ourselves as well as the awareness of others during this process of, as you so wonderfully call it, birthing backwards. 
Yeah, it's 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 such an interesting thing because I once worked with a woman who was just in her in her house and her daughter was there and she was just laying there um, in a coma virtually and she had some hospice care and her daughter called me in when there weren't going to be the hospice yeah. workers there and basically again we'll talk later about exactly what but I I just worked with her for maybe six hours and she died the next day. Yeah. So it's um, she had been struggling with the death process even though she wasn't awake. And, you know, some people may say it, it was just a chance that that happened, and it could have been. But I've had that happen several times where somebody really was in great pain and suffering and not dying and then going in and helping them to just smooth out the energy to find, to, to find out what's holding them back. Yeah. And a one man that I worked with, he had just this feeling that he had never had any children. He'd never he wasn't leaving anything here. Yeah. And so we worked with that. And that was and again he just died in a couple of days. Now see here's another aspect of this. Um one of the things that uh is a great thing to look at for us to uh maybe help others with is um Dying without having regrets. That's you know, how we need, and uh, guilt and regrets about something. We need to, in our own uh, dying process, is we need to be free of that. So there are tools that we have that we can put out there about how, how we can deal with that. Because one of the saddest things I ever experienced in my life was watching somebody. Uh, it was the day before they died, uh, just all the the tears come and the regrets of all the things they didn't do, mm -hmm. uh, the things that they said, the things they, you know. And um, it's, it's, it's my story. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it was a very sad experience because... Um, just like a birth can be so full of joy, when we go, it can also be full of joy. It's the other end of the circle, you yeah, know? It is. So just to have regrets, we didn't have any regrets coming in that I'm aware of <laughs> at all. Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes when children, when babies go through really difficult births, I, I don't know exactly, but it's 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 a tough thing. But it, it more so if people have, like, loving people around at birth mm -hmm. and loving people around at, at death and they've dealt with their regrets and fears, I think it makes it much easier on both sides of right. birth and death. And little things, like, that, that are so important... Uh, like you, people come over to see somebody and maybe say their goodbyes or something, and there are people hovering over the person, and you don't hover over the people. You 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 know there are things that will tell you you get a, a a stool or a seat that you can sit on low that puts you your head on the same parallel line as theirs, mm. so that you're. You're not above them. You're not above them. It's really important, things like that, is not to hover over somebody. I know a lot of people in their anxiety about this, they hover. Um, well, that's a really important fact because then everybody's over the top of somebody yeah. as opposed to being with and, them. And the other thing is, one, it's beautiful to uh, hold a hand or put 
your hand on their shoulder or um, kiss the top of their head or their cheek or uh, caress their cheek or their fingers very lightly, but do not touch their feet. And can you share with us why why that is not so It holds them back. Ah, okay. So what we as um, death doulas are is we just want to open that doorway um, to the great vastness of home so that their their coming home is welcoming and, and, uh, you know, whatever they picture is going to be there waiting for them is there. When you grab the feet, it's like, no, don't go. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it holds because the feet are the earthing part of the body. So, yeah. and you know, it's it, it's wonderful, and, and if if somebody's um, uh, on their own or uh, hold hold their hand, give them a little tiny little massage, get some cream or something, and do the fingers, and if they're uh, not a, not awake or semi-conscious talk to them a little bit about uh, whatever they loved and if you don't know the person take them to because I do also go to hospitals when nobody's seeing people Mm. you know people don't have anybody coming and seeing them and I find holding their hand or lightly massaging the hand and just telling them that they are so loved and so appreciated just mm. so proud of all those things you did in your life. You know, some things were very quiet. People didn't notice. But it, it was noticed and so proud of you. Because nobody wants to go thinking, wait a minute. I've not done anything. <laughs> I've not or done I've anything. Done was bad. Or... Or, yes, yeah, so mm. it's even if you go to see somebody who you do not know, mm-hmm. it gives them the comfort. And sometimes even stroking their hands if they're remotely awake, they'll begin to talk to you about something lovely in their life. Mm. That's very nice. I think that that it is, in the end, I guess it's getting the energy so that people can relax into the death process. Yes. It's like when you're, you know, when exactly. you're having a child, if you're stressed or tense or upset about something, you tense up more and the child doesn't come out as easily. Yeah. Going backwards, it's the same. If you're stressed about something or worried about something, you'll tend to hold on. It will be harder to go backwards, mm-hmm. I think. Um and also, as I, as you said many times, which is people really want to hold on to dying people. They yeah. don't want them to go, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, to look at, <clears throat> to be prepared for when you, this loved one um, does pass, that there is, if, you know, you are going to feel a loss. Of course. You know. And at the same time, when you, it's been my experience, helped somebody in the most beautiful way to to reach that peace and the, the oneness, you can see it. You can see the shift and change come into this as they drop their bodysuit and go home. 
Uh, it's the most wonderful feeling, and to me, it's always one of the greatest gifts I've ever been given is to be honored to be with somebody who is passing and just to make it as clear and as beautiful. And then, of course, we go through the those of us left behind. Uh, I think the first thing that hits is, you know, you look outside and the world is going on. It mm-hmm. hasn't stopped, and you're very surprised that it hasn't stopped because it, it sort of did for you. And then we go through um, the grief, and then underneath that is a layer of anger, mm-hmm. and then underneath that layer of anger is another layer of grief. So I, I believe there are, there are eight of those layers. And there's a great book that you often recommend about dying. What was the one of the oh, best? Oh, please don't ask me today. Oh, okay, <laughs> no, yes. There you go. The mind is just having a little rest. Well, <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting over some sort of flu. flu. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Yes, I'll come back with a. a Actually, I think we have some it, of those. I think those, it's on our, yeah, on our the, list. Uh, favorite books, yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's so many. It's a good thing to do. It's a really beautiful thing to do. And so if I have something left for me to do in this lifetime, it, I, I would put a, a lot on how to com- welcome the 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 process of aging gracefully of stepping into the elder the elder uh, the crone the elder the wise person and open up to the gift of, of what's now coming towards us I, and the interesting thing is that you know death is inevitable well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and most people are really so unaware of that, whether it's tomorrow, whether it's 50 years or 80 years from now, yeah. whatever. It's it's all inevitable, and I, I think that being comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. I think I told you the story of um, discomfort my family had with death, and we were all in a car with my grandmother, who was, must have been in her late 80s at the time, probably, and my young nephew was probably, and I might have these ages, wrong but my nephew was you know small he was probably four or so um, and he said to, my grandmother's in the front seat and uh, in you know the, they had flat seats where everybody kind of yeah. sat and we were all in the back and he leant over to the seat and he said grandmama uh, when are you going to die <laughs> And the whole of the car went completely <laughs> silent because my family didn't talk about death. Yes. It was one of the things. And he was really, uh, he was really, I was in my uh, 20s, I think, and I don't think anybody really knew. I think I probably distracted under something else. But nobody really answered him because nobody knew how to. And it was, it always stuck with me that yeah. that child didn't have an answer about uh, why why was it bad to talk about death? Yeah. And so the reason being is that we tend to have a, a great discomfort about leaving this body, leaving this space. And I think it's worth, you know, I, I wanted to spend a lot of my effort in persuading women not to have facelifts and just be your natural, be who you are, because everybody else is already taken Mm -hmm. and um, 
I'm not sure I can be so successful with that one. I've tried for 20-some-odd years. With what? Um, Being okay with aging? Yeah, and be, be okay with who you are. And yeah. Well, you know, you it know? comes in stages, though, don't you find, Joe? I mean, it's not like today I'm, I, like you'd say, today I'm fine. I'm who I am. I'm walking in who I am. And then suddenly something catches you, and it's like an expansion experience, but at that time you're not okay. And so I think that the idea that we're always okay with who we are is probably that idea that somebody gets enlightened and that's it. It's the same thing because enlightenment. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. I see. No, can you explain it better to the audience? Because you're better not. at. <laughs> but um, you know, when you say about enlightenment, we always we uh, we can only do better until enlightenment. And also, if people, we are enlightened, then we're. We are enlightened, though. That's the funny thing is, I know when you're patting your kitty, you're in a moment of enlightenment. I know when I'm looking out here in the morning, I'm in a moment of enlightenment. And we have those moments. They don't always gather in one long thing that's forever. And I think most of the people who are considered fully enlightened, um, like, you know, maybe the Dalai Lama or somebody, they have a huge body of people who look after them and keep them away from the world. So they don't have to deal with the world that we live in. They don't have to deal with, you know, uh, he has to deal with relationships all the time, I'm sure. And uh, But they they kind of sit in a place where they can show us what this full time would be like, and that's very beneficial. But at the same time, for the rest of us to think that there's going to be a moment when we'll be fully enlightened and we're not there, I think is very detrimental. Yeah, exactly. I do. I absolutely agree with you. When I th- think about be yourself everyone else is already taken i mean be yourself and there are days when we do we're doing well and days when we're not doing well and that's who you are that's who we all are Mm -hmm. Uh, we have anger we have joy we have humor we hopefully um, (laughs) and we need to be kind to ourselves and i think if we can do that starting at a young younger age then we can work work happily into oh my first gray hair (laughs) or oh my golly the wrinkles and Mm -hmm. you know well I you know I again it's about thinking that there should be a perfection of some kind and that's what the idea of enlightenment or even sometimes the religious thing of you know Jesus being the enlightened we were going to be like him now he probably was enlightened but um all of those people who were have moments when yeah. they weren't. So, you know. you know, we grow into our bodies, our faces, our sizes, our whatever, and, and we, we, um, and we start fading down, too. And I think that's part of the whole beautiful process mm-hmm. and part of the journey is to explore i mean who would have thought i'd have so many wrinkles well i earned every single one of them they're <laughs> mine you know and the other thing is when we're connected to that enlightened space and when we know that's who we are we were talking before about a bridge to that space yeah. i build my bridge every morning which means i go outside i sit with dogs i look at nature i drink my tea and i go inside i drop my eyelids a little bit a bit I'm aware of the blackness and the and the light and and I just build the bridge back to that place and mm. I keep reminding myself through the day to try to remember 
to keep going there. And it doesn't, some days I do a lot and some days I don't. But that that is always there, that space. And I think that's why we're here partly is to just remember how to access that space. Yeah. As often as we can. Well, death is going back into that place. Yeah. And um, those of us that have gone through death experiences, the the lightness and the brightness and, and the peacefulness and the expansion and the love that we feel as we are going through death experiences, we um, I, it's just... It's just, I, I swallowed a clopper pip when I was four, um, three or four, which is a big pip in South Africa. It's a, it's a bit like, bigger than an avocado pip. And oh. I was eating them. We were all eating them. And I went, <gasps> and it stuck in my throat. And no one noticed that I was that I was stuck Choking. because everybody was so excited to find this fruit in the wild. And uh, I was turning blue by the time I was dropping, and I was falling into this place. And it was Dad actually picked me up by my feet. Luckily, he's a strong guy, and he whacked me on the back of my thing, and it popped out. But I can remember I was already slipping back into that place of vastness. Yeah. And I think I asked him, Daddy, what was that place I was going? And he said, what place? Uh, he, he was always very honest. He said, I don't know. So, uh, and there was another couple of times as well. So it's when we die, we're going back to that incredible vastness and love. And um, after sometimes going through some of the stuff we've gotten stuck in, that, yeah, that it can be really helpful to set that up before people die, before we die, so that we have an easier transition through the bridge. Yeah, and and there there are... You know, you can talk to your family members, good friends that you want to have around you, or if you know somebody who's uh, passing, I've got another friend right now, and I said, what's the best thing I can do for you? Do you want to be picked up every day? Do you want food brought in every day? I was chosen to hold space for her, to hold the prayer, to light the candles, to go into meditation, to hold that space for her. And what a joy that has been to mm. do for her that is so wonderful well this is earth tribe radio we're talking about death and dying and dying gracefully and we will and be back we'll be back with with some really good tools for you to use